0: Hey, welcome to Wednesdays in the Word, and I'm Dr. Stan. It's just always an honor to be able to share with you some principles from the Word of God. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the season that we're in, about Christmas. And I've kind of titled this, In Keeping with the Season. You know, one of the things I love to do, and I've already done it for this season, uh, is watch the 1951 version of Alastair Sims acting as the Scrooge. Or in the United States, it was released as A Christmas Carol. I like that version because it, makes, it keeps all of the biblical references in. It keeps the, the, the redemptive themes that are a big part of that uh, Charles Dickens story. But I, I was th- thinking about that, and I, I just love watching that. It brings tears to my eyes because what it demonstrates is what a truly transformed life looks like. I mean, we think of Scrooge and we think of the penny pincher. All he cared about was himself, his primary narcissism. Yes, he was all of that and a box of rocks. But nonetheless, when he encountered, now again, the the story is not directly biblical, but when he encounters really God, when he encounters through the angels, uh, I mean, what a transformation of his life. I was thinking this. We're thinking about the scripture, of course, and in, uh, in Luke chapter 1, starting with verse 26, and it says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph uh, of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Hail, one receiving grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. When she saw him, she was troubled at this saying and considered what kind of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not fear, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And she goes on from there. Of course, we know that, I mean, Mary heard the word. Mary received the word. Mary acted on the word. Mary was obedient to follow after the Lord. I love also, you know, Joseph's role in this. I mean, he, he got dreams, and they were not the kind of dreams I think any man would wanna have, but the dream that his wife was pregnant. Oh my goodness. His intention was to be noble about it, and yet God said, "Don't you know, the, the angels don't do that, because this is of the Lord. And hey, he believed the dream. Thank God he did. Anyway. Miraculous story, wonderful story, and I'm hoping that all of you will maybe read some, if not all, of the Christmas story this Christmas time as you gather with your family. But I want to just share a few thoughts, especially kind of tying that together. The obedience of of Mary as she encountered an angel, and the story of Dickens as Scrooge encountered three angels. Well, you know, he had an incredible transformation. Now, that transformation is, is really, I think, what people are looking for today. So many folks, I mean, they've laid their hand on the television and prayed a sinner's prayer, quote-unquote, which doesn't exist in the Bible, but prayed a simple prayer, Jesus come into my life, and they think, hey, all is good. I don't have to change. Nothing, nothing's different about my life, but, oh, at least I've got my ticket to heaven. Well, look, I, I, I hope they do. But, you know, uh, that's really not what Christ came to do. He didn't come to just give us a ticket to heaven. In fact, he came to bring the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, to earth. And he uses the church and men and women in the church who have been transformed by the powerful message of the gospel into different kinds of people. A people that then become noted for works of good service and loving their neighbor and All that goes with that. Well, you know, I believe that Scrooge had a transformation in his life because of several things. Let me just share some key points. Number one, he he faced the enemy, and the enemy was him. You know, one of the problems that we find with most people today is that they have a hard time believing that there's anything inherently wrong with them. They don't have a sin nature. Oh, no, they're just good people and maybe misunderstood, and... But, you know, Scrooge recognized that he had lived his life for himself. And honestly, most people think primarily about themselves. They do things primarily for themselves. And Christians are not any less guilty of that than non-Christians in many ways. But, but hey, we have to be willing to look at ourselves and realize that, wait a minute, I'm not the greatest thing since sliced bread. And really what we want to somehow share with our neighbors is not that they're evil, wicked, and all of that, although the Bible does indicate that there's a lot of that in humanity, but that all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Scrooge recognized that he had a a second chance. You know, Christmas time, I don't know how it is with your family and my family. I mean, there can be good times, bad times, good memories, bad memories, but it always feels like again a second chance to hopefully make some changes, to forgive some people, to love a little more deeply, etc. He dealt with his past where he had lots of wounds and lots of hurts and he had to face the fact that forgiveness is what leads to a generous life. He recognized that his continued selfishness uh, and inconsideration of others uh, was a behavior that brought destruction to himself and so he repented and part of his repentance of course was to make restitution. He acknowledged that it was God that was the source of his change. He was filled with joy. In fact, I, I love the scene with Bob Cratchit at after Christmas, you know, he's gone to his nephews and danced a little bit. He's He's had this transformation. He's sitting at his desk and trying to be mean, and he just can't help himself. He's just filled with joy, joy and laughter. And he says, I don't deserve it. And he didn't, and none of us do, but he said, I love this. He said, I just can't help it. I can't help myself. He was so full of joy because he had experienced the forgiveness of sins. He He had experienced life. And the life abundant that God has, and the result of that, of course, was a changed life. The fruit of his repentance was then seen in his actions, not just his words. But it says, for the rest of his life, nobody kept Christmas like Scrooge did. Well, not just about Christmas; it's about living life. Of course, that story has multiple layers of meaning to it. But I find that, you know, it's one of the things that. We need to really consider, especially at Christmas time, it's not just a time to give and receive gifts, but it is a time to change, to evaluate and think about where are we at, and how can we love more deeply, more responsively to the needs of others? You know in some ways, this, the story of Scrooge reminds me of the, the journey of Paul the Apostle. I mean, he's,, you know, a man with absolute zeal. He was focused, he was intentional. He was missionally, I mean, he was just on after it, but in the wrong direction. He was trying to persecute the church because he felt that they were standing, the church was in opposition, that Jesus was a false prophet and stood in opposition to the truth of God's word. Well, God got his attention. Thank God God gets our attention. In one way or another, he gets our attention, knocks Paul on his rear end and blinds him and commissions him and tells him how much he'll suffer for his namesake. But what a difference we find in Paul. From that moment on, oh, he had zeal, but now his zeal was for the kingdom of God. His zeal was to see the church expand. And every moment of his life, what's reflected in his writings is how grateful he was for the privilege to be everything that God intended for him to be. And much of that is talked about, of course, in Acts chapter 9. Well, transformations like this, Paul's and Scrooges, are dramatic. It's not the norm, though. The norm, really, for most of us is a, a slow awareness that maybe we're not living the way that God intends for us to live and that we need to submit ourselves to the Lordship of Christ. Sometimes the transformation is slow and oftentimes a bit painful, but if we allow the Holy Spirit to do the work that needs to be done in our lives, will end up in the same place, like Paul, who was completely focused on loving the the community around him, seeing the Gentiles come to faith, seeing churches planted everywhere. I mean, his passion was to see the kingdom of God advance. For a guy like Scrooge, who, hey, he was blessed with wealth. You know, I, I believe with all of my heart that wealthy people, I mean, God places them in the body of Christ, he places them in the world, because they have a gift that they can give to help expand the kingdom of God. And certainly that's what Scrooge did the rest of his life. He didn't just take care of Tiny Tim, but he took care of so many others because God had blessed him with the wealth that he had. Well, Christmas time, I think, is a time for reflection. It's it's a time for family. It's a time to to enjoy fellowship. And I don't know if we should take it all that seriously, but it should be a time that we we think about really the, the transformation that God has done in our lives. And do we, do we express that well? Are we filled with the joy of the Lord, which is our strength? Do we express that to our families? Are we a little reserved, a little concerned that we might not be politically correct if we rejoice that angels still speak, rejoice that Jesus is on the throne, rejoice that, that heaven has come to earth in Christ? I mean... Maybe this is a time to come out of our box a little bit and use whatever methods you need to, but to be able to share that, wait a minute, God is good. He has forgiven me. I've been cleansed. I have the joy of the Lord. And because of that, I'm able to share that joy with others. Well, look, on behalf of all of us here at Vision International, you know, if you want to learn more about us, it's vision.edu, drstandycovin.com, or booksbyvision.org. You can hear about what we do, why we do it, but I just want you to hear this. Merry Christmas to you. You know, we're going to be off for a couple of weeks, but January 5th, we'll be back on with Wednesdays on the Word. I got some fresh stuff God's given to me. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you in the year 2022 couldn't you imagine hey blessings to you and again merry christmas